everyone. Welcome to another week of the Video Vantage podcast. My name is Haley, and today I'm joined by a very special guest, Biteable's CEO, Brent. And we're going to be talking about how you can use video in your internal communications. So to give you a bit of a backstory, Biteable is a fully remote company. We have about 30 employees located around the world, whether they're in Australia, Canada, US, you name it. We have an employee there. And Biteable has really mastered the art of using video to communicate with our team members. And Brent has really spearheaded that charge. So Brent, can you tell us a little bit about why internal comms are important in an organization and how video can enhance those internal comms? Sure. Um, thanks. Thanks for having me on your uh, podcast. Um, so as you mentioned, you know, Biteable is a communication business. So video is a way to communicate and we've really embraced that. And I think using the product a lot is something that we've always done. But as we, <clears throat> I think especially as, as COVID happened in 2020, we realized how powerful our tool was for communicating, keeping our team aligned, all that kind of stuff. There was so much communication that had to happen from when I started as CEO, which um, I was brought in by the founders and investors in early 2020 and immediately had all sorts of change happening across the world um, with the pandemic and stuff. And so we found that sharing videos was kind of an essential part to make sure that people in asynchronous time zones and communications could stay in the loop on things. And so we also started to reposition our business and our product because we realized that video for advertising and explaining products and things like that was just one of the many use cases that our customers and our, our own team was using Biteable for. We, we aligned on three kind of core pillars for Biteable that I think are really important to internal comms in general, um, awareness, alignment, and action. So how do you keep your team aware of what's going on? How do you repeat that in a, a way that scales pretty well? And then um, how do you drive alignment? Awareness helps alignment, but it's this constant repetition of the things that matter for an organization. Um, and then action. If you need people to take action to RSVP for an event, to understand what's going on so that they can do their job more effectively. Those are, I think, all areas where video plays an important role. It doesn't, it's not the only thing that matters. There's a lot of things that's written communication, live sessions and things like that. But video became a way for our team and I think for a lot of teams to realize if you're going to meet your team members where they are and in different formats that are going to resonate with them, um, video is probably the most powerful way because you have visuals, you can incorporate text, images, you can upload videos and other assets, you can make things exciting. Um, and then you've also got this important kind of leave behind. So if someone misses a meeting because they're out on vacation, um, it's a great way to have a library of, uh, of content that you used before and a set of templates to do kind of the next update and stuff like that. I love that. And you mentioned awareness and alignment and engagement. Can you talk about some of the ways that you've used video at Biteable and how you've used that to engage our team? Just give us some examples. So I kind of think of our um, communication strategy. I think when you're thinking of how do you organize communication across a company, being a little bit deliberate, a lot deliberate about how what are the ways that you're going to interact with the company? Um, what are the rituals, rhythms, and things that you do? And so the most important things for me as a leader, I have 
three kind of core ways that we communicate. There's a weekly update that I provide. Sometimes we have guest speakers and other leaders that will do that. We have our all hands communication, which there's generally two or three different things that we do each month that kind of keep that rhythm. Um, and then there's some of the more ad hoc stuff. That's like a big product launch and update and announcement um, ways that we just realize something needs to be shared. And so for a weekly note, as you know, I send a weekly update every single week on Sunday night. Um, it's a practice I've done at a lot of different companies here. Um, I've sent a weekly update for over three years, every single week without missing one. I haven't done all of them, but I've done the vast majority of them. I've had a couple people do guest slots, but for me, that's a way to just stay in touch with folks. And it gives you a chance to, at first it's daunting to come up with the content, but then you realize if I'm on vacation, I can just do a quick recording, add a little bit of context to it. And it could be 30 seconds just to say, Hey, you know, this is what I'm doing this week. I hope everybody's, you know, hard at work or enjoying, you know, their own vacations um, just to kind of stay in the loop and keep that rhythm going for the team. Um, yeah. The, I think the most interesting thing with really the, my weekly notes and all hands at past organizations, I would write a weekly note, but it was text. It was an email that was sent yeah. out. And so here, once you've done it over 150 times, I don't think people want to read an email from me every single week. That's all text. Yeah. Um, video changed everything. It meant you could do all sorts of different stuff. You could have text every once in a while um, or just a Slack update. That's a message of key things going on, um, things people need to know for the week. But a video means you can pull in other people. You can use our recording tools or any recording tools to share other people's views. You can do product demos and highlights. Um, as I mentioned, those kind of quick recordings, if you need to get a point across and it leaves, it gives you the ability to, to stress things that are really important. If you hear things cropping up, that there's confusion on something, you can use that to drive awareness and alignment, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and then I'd also say in our all hands, we do a few different things. There's the normal kind of monthly update where we go through metrics, product, people, and then any other key updates and stuff that we have to do, go to market initiatives. Um, but what I've found is when product managers can actually do a screen share, record it, add some content, some images, mix in different media, it lets them package something up that's more concise, um, gets exactly what they need. And as you know, in our all hands, Half of the all hands is actually people just pressing play to play a video and then them being available for Q&A, which I think totally. is a much more effective use of their time um, yes. to not have to feel like they have to present and have to worry about switching over screen shares. So I think that's been unique at Biteable and something that I think has been really successful so far. Yeah, it really takes the pressure off the presenters, but it also delivers the information so much faster than having somebody attempt a live demo where there's probably going to be some sort of bug that shuts the whole thing down. Yep. So in your experience, what are some key elements that people can use to make a successful internal comms video? Um, <clears throat> one thing that the more videos you create is you see a very experienced video creator or someone who um, has either video training background or is a content creator, they don't jump into a, a video tool like Biteable and just start adding stuff, right? It's a, it's a similar problem. If you're going to write a blog post, you're going to sketch out what are the goals of this? What are the sections? What's the general length? 
I think the same thing with a video. It's you have to do some planning to outline what do I want to get out of this? What do I want the person to leave with the message? Um, draft an outline, think through a script first, and then start you know figuring out how to accomplish that. Um, video is interesting because you can include other videos inside of a broader video. So having a recorded session can often be much more time efficient than doing something like you would with PowerPoint or Google Slides and stuff like that, where you're adding 10 slides. You can accomplish that in 20 or 30 seconds by recording something or doing a screen share. Um, so I think, I think the biggest areas of success are really mixing it up. Keep like the video can be exciting. You can have animation, you can have vibrant colors, you can introduce different types of media. So I think thinking creatively, videos are not slides turned into like moving slides. They can be um, much more interactive. They can have call to action buttons, that kind of stuff. So thinking creatively and then just thinking through the structure and out doing an outline first helps just make sure it makes video creation a lot easier because it puts less pressure on figuring it out as you go. You're sort of filling in the blanks um, and using whatever, whatever's available to, to you in our library or in other kind of tools that people are using. Definitely. And how do you find the balance between adding, you know, visuals and animations that are engaging and also delivering the information that you need to deliver in that video? You know, one thing when I started at Biteable, um, I think our founders uh, had a lot of, had some background in video, but also we have a strong background in animation and sort of video design and the unique philosophy of biteable with respect to animations like we have an awesome studio team that creates a lot of our own content the the role of animation at biteable and in our product is to support the message it is not to deliver and carry the message it's not about the animation the animation is what kind of makes it exciting or helps guide you along through that message so i think as long as it's not overly distracting and it helps helps you as a viewer identify when something matters um, or when something should be fun or there's a nice transition. I think that's where uh, some of those video elements really come into play. Amazing. And as we close things off here, what's some advice that you would give to another team leader or somebody that's communicating? How would you tell them to improve their internal comms or just general advice when it comes to making videos? So I have slid into a role um, at our company as like my primary job is making sure everyone or as many people as possible know what's going on. And just as a fully remote company, it's easy to um, be spending time with your squad or your department or people in your time zone and forget that you need to communicate things to the rest of the group because it's so at a product and a software company, everything's so interdependent that if other people don't know what is going on broadly or what other teams are working on, they can, they can waste a lot of time. And then that alignment happens. And, you know, we've got a strong culture where um, we've set communication guidelines of how to use public Slack channels for almost everything. So that if people want and need to know all the information is out there and available, we do, I think we do a pretty good job with, with weekly updates and making sure people talk about what they're working on, uh, showing what they're working on, showing what's coming up, just so that other people can ask questions if there's something mm -hmm. that maybe they they need that's dependent on that. And so I'd say like the, the guidelines that I give a lot of our team and when I see, I see a message in a channel that maybe needs to go to a different channel or maybe needs to be 
um, described in more detail or there should be more visuals to help people really grasp it. That's where I try to kind of jump in and help, help people kind of push more where they may not want to bother people, but no one thinks of information sharing as bothering them to do kind of their roles. And so um, the sort of tips and best practices that are learned through mostly mistakes made in the past um, and still obviously evolving are if something matters, you have to say it, you know, a rule of thumb is like three times in three different ways. So if you're going to say it, you need to say it over and over again. Maybe you need to say it in all hands, a broadcast Slack message, maybe an email. You want to use a video, text, whatever, but think of different ways to say it because, you know, if you think of, there's always at least 15% of the people at a company, either on vacation, on some kind of leave, stuff like that. And so if you say something once, even in all hands, A, not everybody's going to be paying attention 100% of the time, all the time. Not everybody's there. So thinking through, if I'm going to share something that matters, I'm going to have to do it over and over again in a few different mediums to make sure it gets grasped. Um, And then, you know, back to that, like communication guidelines, it's easy, easier at our company, at our size to say, here's how we communicate. Here's how updates happen. Here's and there becomes a rhythm and a routine. But I think setting that up and evolving it as products, businesses, and teams evolve to say, this is how we communicate. This is how we keep people aware and aligned of what's going on. And like tinkering with that and getting feedback from the team. And like, is it working? Um, what are things we could do different or better? Amazing. That's fantastic advice. And that brings us perfectly to the end of our 15 minutes. So Brent, thank you so much for joining me this week. It was really a pleasure. And thank you to everybody who tuned in. We'll see you next week. Awesome. Thanks for having me.